I remember when I was younger, when we had gym class, and Coach was, was an interesting character, but Coach would always, you know, like, we were going to have a game of some sort, and Coach would pick the two biggest guys, these, you know, big, strapping, jock-like guys, and say, all right, time to choose up sides. And there you are, and like, I was very tiny as a kid. I didn't start to grow until I got into high school. So as a, as a little kid, I was always like the last one picked. You never wanted to be the last one picked because that meant that, you know, they didn't have very high opinion of you and your abilities. I got picked last a lot. But anyhow, that's beside the point. It's not a psychological scar that I'm trying to reveal right now or anything. It's just that, you know, you, everybody wants to be chosen. Everybody wants to be the first chosen. It's kind of like that compliment that you receive, that, that, that thing that, you know, like when you're the one that was picked first, wow, you know, they had a high opinion of you and, and you're really good and you're, and you're, you're like, like the best. There was this time, though, I remember back when I was working for Grumman, when my boss comes up, he says, I need to see you in my office. Now, there's like that minute of time between the time I leave my desk and the time I get to his office where I went through everything that I had done. What could I, oh my goodness, like I'm in, I'm in deep yogurt here. I mean, he wants, he's going to chew me out for, and I couldn't even think of anything that, that I possibly could have done that warranted getting a tongue lashing that day. And I sat down and he goes, I've chosen you for a special assignment. I was like, whoa, cool. He says, I need you to go out to California. They're going to be launching a shuttle out there, and we need you to, to bring some of your skills and talents out there because this is going to be a big operation and I, I picked you, and I, and I want you to go do it. I was so incredibly flattered. I was like, me? You want me to go? Are you, like, is there someone else that was named Peter that you were going to talk to or something? He goes, no, no, I chose you specifically for this. I, I really believe that you can do this job. And I went and I did it. I was for over four months, I was out in California trying to help them get ready to launch a shuttle. It never happened, as you remember, because the Space Shuttle Challenger didn't make it back to Earth, and that changed everything. To be chosen, though, I think, for each and every one of us sitting here, is something important that we really need to be focused on right now. We've got it backwards a lot of times. We've got this sense in our heads that, well, you know, we have to choose God. We have to choose God. We have to make that choice for God. And, and while there's an element of that that might have a truth to it, Make no mistake about it, God chose you. We have to start from that premise. God chose you. God chose you, chose you, chose you. God chose you. You wouldn't be here right now if God didn't first choose you. There's that important passage from John's Gospel. It is not you who chose me. It was I who chose you. And I think we forget that too often. I, I think we, we put it on ourselves to the point where we forget, no, God makes the choice. God has a plan for each and every person he calls. And he has called each and every one of you. He chose you first. It's up to you to respond to his call, his choice. Now, I know for a lot of you, that probably is a bit of a surprise. I don't think anybody thinks that way anymore. I don't think anybody really sees it that way anymore. But we just heard about the sending of the apostles. God chose those 12. I, I always get a kick. I mean, could you imagine that forever in history, your name is Judas, the one who betrayed Jesus? 
They always tack that onto the, we want to be clear which Judas this is, like there was any other Judas that betrayed Jesus. I'm glad that that's not what's added to the end of my name. But God chose even Judas. He chose even Judas, and Judas had the same power given him that the other disciples were given. He didn't say to him, oh Lord, I'm so unworthy, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a terrible person. No. He accepted that God chose him for whatever reason. Now we know that his logic may get messed up a little bit later on, but he still chose him. God chose these individuals to start something new, to start the revolution for the kingdom of heaven. And he's done the same with you. He wants to send you out. He just said, the harvest is great. You know the harvest is great, don't you? You know that there are souls out there pining for what you have. Pining. God has chosen them too, but he's also asked you as his chosen to go and help these chosen children of his find him. We call this discipleship. Every one of you have been chosen. You were asked by God to be a member of Christ, to be incorporated into his church. And you sit here, sometimes I think mistakenly thinking, I chose to be here, God owes me something, and that's not the case. God chose you to be here, and you owe him, you owe him everything. You own your entire existence, your whole life. And so I believe we're at that point now in our, in our own church's existence, our own parish's existence, where we have to start reconsidering how we reply to God's choice. Ask yourself, what is God, why did God choose me? What did he choose me to do? What is it that God asked of me? Why did God choose me out of all the people that were out there? Why did he choose me to be a priest, to be a pastor? Why did he choose you to be a follower of Jesus Christ, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? It was for some purpose. And for each and every one of you sitting here, it's going to be different. But what this means is it's time for those of us who are the chosen, who are here right now, you are the chosen ones for God's purpose. Why he chose you is between you and him. But what he chose you to do is what has to change. And so I'm asking each and every one of you to start a new prayer. God, why did you choose me? What is it that you need me? We've got to move from this passive sense of Catholicism to an active sense of Catholicism. We become far too passive as a people. We become far too complacent as a people to the point where the good news isn't being shared. There are people who don't even know that Jesus, I mean, did, did you see the other day on Jeopardy? None of the three contestants knew that the Our Father is hallowed be thy name. How is that possible that there were three, not one, not two, but three people who were that smart to be on Jeopardy and didn't know the Our Father? That means that we have work to do, my dear brothers and sisters. When I saw that, I was shocked. But then I said, you know what? We have to take this seriously as God's chosen. He chose you to share the good news. So what is your purpose? For the next couple of weeks, we're going to see how Christ is forming his disciples. He is empowering you to go forth and cast out demons. 
He's given you the strength to go forth and to heal, to help, to be for others. How are you going to do it? Where are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? But the fact of the matter is, he needs you to be the one to do it. And so, no more passively sitting and waiting for the grace. The grace is here. No more passively standing by and waiting for God to give you instructions. He's giving you instructions. Listen, and listen carefully. What are you good at? You know it. How is that gift being used for the glory of God? Where are your gifts? What are your gifts that you have? Here's our chance. Here's our chance as a parish right now for these next few weeks to reflect, to reflect on the fact that God chose. God specifically said to each and every one of you, I choose you and I need you to go forth. I need you to be my disciple. I need you to go out into this world and let people know we have a Lord and Savior. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. To go forth and to do it in compassion, in love, but to do it the way you, only you could do it. I know there's a lot of people who are very different than I am, and they do things very differently than I do, and that's okay. God chose you. And tonight I stand before you and say, since God chose you, do your best to show him that he was right in asking you to be his disciple, asking you to be his follower, asking you to go forth and to proclaim the kingdom of heaven. We're all unworthy, but we're all called nonetheless. As St. Paul said so beautifully in that second reading, we're all unworthy, but God still chose to save us even despite that unworthiness. And so all of those people that you encounter each and every day, encounter them with the love of Christ, with the heart of Jesus. God chose you to be that emissary. Now I ask you, be that person of faith that others will see and ask, where did you get this? What is this about? And then you can say to them, come and see. I was chosen to be here today for you. And so each and every one of you here are the chosen of God. Let's act like it. Let's live like it. Let's go forth and say, yes, I believe truly that Jesus Christ came to save us and that he is here today in our midst, willing to help others through us. God love you.